This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. It sure took a long time, but the Chevrolet Bolt EV is back in production. GM stopped making them last August after the company had to recall every single one of them because the batteries could catch fire. But to kick off the relaunch, GM is rolling out a new ad campaign during Major League Baseball's opening day. The company expects to break the Bolt sales record of 24,000 units this year and said that next year will be even better. Both the Bolt EV and EUV are getting price cuts of $5,000 and $3,000 respectively to make them more competitive since GM no longer qualifies for the $7,500 federal EV tax credit. And Toyota is the next one in line to run out of those EV tax credits. Once an automaker sells 200,000 EVs and or plug-in hybrids, the credit starts to phase out. Toyota has sold 198,000 of them, so it will start to run out of credits. At the same time, its first in-house BEV, the BZ4X, starts to hit the market in June. Besides, GM and Tesla have hit the cap, and Ford is getting mighty close as well. EV batteries last a long time. In fact, they keep 90% of their charge after 100,000 miles of driving. Mannheim, which is the largest auction house for used cars in the United States, started testing batteries in EVs and hybrids before those cars started rolling down the auction lanes so that buyers could be confident they were bidding on a car that would not need an expensive battery replacement. And last year, Mannheim auctioned off 102,000 EVs. And surprisingly, it forecasts that by 2030, 50% of the cars it auctions off will be BEVs. Mannheim tests the batteries for a number of things and rates them on a scale of 1 to 5, and most of them score a 4 or 4.5. Wow, don't you wish you could have been a fly on the wall listening in on this meeting? Yesterday, representatives from the Biden administration met with leaders of the auto industry, and it was a who's who of executives. Reuters reports that Mary Barra from GM was there, Elon Musk was there from Tesla, and Jim Farley from Ford, as well as Carlos Tavares from Stellantis and Peter Rawlinson from Lucid were there. Executives from Toyota, Nissan, Hyundai and Kia, Mazda and Subaru also attended. On the administration side, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg was there, as well as Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, National Climate Advisor Gina McCarthy, and Infrastructure Coordinator Mitch Landrieu. We don't know what they all talked about, but they did put out a statement. Quote, there was broad consensus that charging stations and vehicles need to be interoperable and provide a seamless user experience, no matter what car you drive or where you charge your EV. Sure sounds like that was directed at Tesla, since it's the only one with a different style of charger. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. E-fuels or synthetic fuels may be the only way to save the piston engine because engines that use it don't emit any CO2 emissions. 
And that's why Porsche is investing $75 million in a company in Chile called HIF Global to produce e-fuels. Starting this year, HIF, along with Siemens Energy and ExxonMobil, will begin producing e-fuels made from hydrogen and CO2 using wind energy. Porsche plans to use the e-fuels first in racing, and in the future it could use it to fuel up its vehicles at the factory and at Porsche Experience Centers. But don't expect to find e-fuels at your local gas station anytime soon. Powertrain executives have told Autoline they expect that e-fuels will be quite expensive and that availability will be quite limited. Sticking with internal combustion for the moment, Honda set a lap record for a front-wheel drive car in the all-new Civic Type R at the Suzuka circuit in Japan. It did it in a little over 2 minutes and 23 seconds, which actually beats its own record. That record was set by a limited edition version of the 2021 Civic Type R that features a number of lightweight components and special equipment. So Honda says the new record shows improvements were made with the all-new Civic Type R. And you can look for that vehicle to make its debut this summer. The new Bronco Raptor debuts Ford's all-new digital instrument cluster. Its design and layout are different from anything else that Ford offers and features a unique illustration for each drive mode. There's all kinds of information that drivers can choose from, including gear state and engine speed for people that like to off-road. The Bronco Raptor will be in showrooms this summer, and we'd expect a similar display to make its way into other models. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But we'll always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. The GMC Hummer EV now has over 66,000 reservations, so there's clearly some interest in the vehicle. But does it live up to the hype? We got the chance to drive one last week, and now we can finally talk about it. And these were Edition 1 models that we drove, which means they featured the air ride suspension system that's used for things like extract mode, the three electric motors that combine for 1,000 horsepower and 1,200 pound-feet of torque, all-wheel steering, and the big 205-kilowatt-hour battery pack. And this is a big truck to fit all that battery easily the size of other full-size pickups and significantly bigger than the Rivian R1T. But with all that bigness, the weight really starts to add up. The Edition 1 tips the scale at more than 9,000 pounds. While that is a whole lot, and we wonder how well the tires will hold up over time, you really don't feel that weight while driving. In fact, this is the best riding, i.e. the smoothest, pickup truck that I have ever been in in my entire life. Chalk that up to the air ride suspension. It's also the nimblest. That's the four-wheel steering, which can turn the rear tires up to 10 degrees. And this is a godsend both on and off-road. The Hummer EV fits in spaces 
you'd think were never possible with a truck this big. It feels more like you're driving a Honda Civic. Four-wheel steer also enables the truly unique crab walk mode, which allows the truck to move diagonally. It's a trippy feeling when you do it, and it's almost like the truck is skating or sliding across the ground. Another cool piece of technology in the Hummer is Super Cruise. This is GM's hands-free highway driving system, but it is the second generation version, which now includes upgrades like automatic lane changes. Out of all the systems I've experienced, Autopilot a few years ago and Ford's Blue Cruise a few months ago, Super Cruise is the most intuitive to use and provides the best feedback to the driver, i.e. big bright lights indicating when it's operating and messages that tell you why it shut off. So at this point, I hope you're getting the impression that the Hummer has a lot to offer. But as you know, all those goodies add to the price, and this is no cheap truck. The Edition 1 rings up at nearly $109,000. And as we said earlier in the show, GM no longer qualifies for federal EV tax credits. So that's the price customers are going to pay. But here's the thing. Despite all I've said about this being the best riding, the nimblest, and having all that cool tech, I never once felt like I was in a $100,000 truck. The materials are really nice, but don't have that luxury feel. And the same goes for the design of the interior. It looks more utilitarian than luxury. I also find its efficiency rather disappointing. The Edition 1 provides 329 miles of range which is pretty good and competitive with other EVs. But remember, it has that big 205 kilowatt hour battery pack with 24 modules. That means it only gets 1.6 miles per kilowatt hour. The really good EVs are over four and most are over three miles per kilowatt hour. But here's the other thing. I think the people that actually buy this truck are gonna love it. On top of all those good things I had to say before, the Hummer EV is big and bold, and it provides you with an experience, and people are willing to pay for experiences. For example, it's launch mode, which is called Watts to Freedom. I've done a number of other hard launches and other EVs, and they all plant you back into the seat, but it's a kind of lifeless experience without much sound or the vehicle doing that much. That's not the case with the Hummer. Bose specially tuned the sound system for each drive mode and Watts to Freedom is no different. It's kind of like an outer space sound with a guttural element added to it. Not only that, but the suspension squats in the back, the front end lifts up, and the big truck tires squawk as your head plants into the headrest and you rock it from zero to 60 in roughly three seconds. And it's things like that that will have people loving this truck. And we invite you to join us for AutoLine After Hours today with Daryl Adams, the CEO of the Shift Group. That's a company that makes specialty trucks, and it's developed an interesting electric van. Mark Williams, our colleague who covers trucks, will also be on the show. John and Gary will also be getting into the news behind the headlines this week, so join them for some of the best insights into what's going on in the automotive industry. But that's a wrap for this show. Thank you for joining us.
Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.